podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back, and it's usually time for one of our, uh, you know, July Q&A episodes, but the Boneheads kind of let us down. Not a lot of questions, but luckily there's some news that we can talk about. Uh, one of them is very on brand for at least me and my hatred of one certain in-state basketball program, but because we had all those fun interviews, uh, you know, we haven't had time to touch on it, so... Uh, you know, we'll get into that in a second. First, I got to ask you, Grant, how are you doing on this wonderful Sunday morning? It's July 26th, just in case, uh, you know, tomorrow the entire world changes, college athletics changes forever, all that jazz. Uh, just want to let the folks know when we're recording in case big news happens. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, sad that today's the last day of the Premier League, but I'm doing well. It's really hot outside, though. I just walked my dog, and it's, like, incredibly fucking hot. Yeah, super hot. But, you know, the one good thing about the Premier League in this pandemic, the offseason's even shorter than usual. We only have, like, what, a month and two weeks in between today and the first games, like September 12th, I think. Is that yeah, right? players are going to be dropping like flies next season. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's still the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Arsenal, our two teams, and then uh, – European football still needs to finish up. So uh, nothing's stopping. And, it, and it's a good thing nothing's stopping because betonline.ag has literally all of it. You want to gamble on the remaining European soccer games? Boom. MLS is going. Sporting KC, they're playing at 10 p.m. tonight. Woof. Hopefully people are listening to this in Sporting KC one. So you have MLS to gamble on. This week when you guys are listening to it, NBA games that count and NHL coming back. Major League Baseball already back. Literally, it has gone from like a wasteland of sports in the summer to everything. So get over to betonline.ag to gamble on all that. They also have the Madden 2K and UFC live streams to bet on. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there too, a little bonus for the boneheads. If you make any wager at all on the Arsenal and Chelsea FA Cup final, do a screenshot and we will send you a Bosco's Boys koozie. So just a little special offer. Get a little gambling action on that. Watch our two teams go at it. So um yeah that's that's a sponsor they sponsor the entire network also i do want to give a quick plug and a thank you to our friend will dubois the guy behind uh to the villain the guy who put up all these awesome designs on the teespring store link will be in the show notes i tell you what every time he puts out a graphic i i'm blown away what he did with that taylor bratt logo is just amazing yeah i love it it even inspired taylor to like paint his moped purple so Will's got some power in this world. Will has more than probably, he knows. Yeah, I was going to say, Will has more power than he knows. If he's, if he's forcing Taylor Bratt to completely redo his moped, then uh, I, I think the guy has some juice. Uh, but 
you know, we've been waiting to talk about this topic now for two or three weeks, so I want to jump into it. Uh, K-State, against uh, probably what I originally ever would have wanted, agreed to a four-game series with Wichita State. Uh, and they're actually going to, if, if allowed, because, you know, pandemic and all that jazz, they're going to have an exhibition for charity this fall as well. So four games, one exhibition. The exhibition is going to be in Wichita. The first game is going to be in Intrust. The second game in Bramlage. The third game in Coke Arena, which is the Wichita State on campus arena. And the final one in Kansas City in what is now known as the T-Mobile Arena. So I'll ask you first, uh, because I, I don't think you were as uh, melting down as I was, but what was your first initial reaction when you saw that the series had been signed and then when it was two games in uh, Wichita and one in Manhattan, one in Kansas City? I mean, I like it simply because of the drama that now surrounds it. <laughs> um you know, I think those games will be really fun. I don't like Wichita State. I find them super annoying. But I feel like Bruce kind of already put them publicly on blast. So I don't feel as strongly as I did before, like, uh, fuck them, I don't want to cave and give them the benefit of the doubt, give them uh, the ability to play us. But now that we, that we are, <laughs> now that we've had, like, no sports for so long and Everything being a question, um, I'm looking. Yeah, I when it first came out, I melted down very hard, and it was on. You know, it was for multiple reasons. First off, I didn't want to play them. I, I think they're like you said, they're a bunch of whiny, petulant children. We gave in to them, so just playing them at first seemed like a win for Wichita State. Then when I saw it was two in Wichita, one in Kansas City and one in Manhattan, I melted down even harder because in the original press release, it said that K-State would be the home team in Kansas City and Wichita State in Wichita. So I took that as, okay, that means they're controlling 100% of the tickets. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh, God, this is, this is horrible. So I melt down even harder. Um, and I'm not proud of how hard I melted down either. It was, it was very bad, and I still stand by I, – I would I, – wish we wouldn't have given in um, because we did it's obvious by the contracts that we gave in to their win and I hate that but with the knowledge of knowing that each away quote-unquote away team uh, in Kansas City they're the away team and in trust where the away team gets 5,000 tickets that makes it a little easier to swallow the two games being in Wichita uh, so I eased on it then, and then now even two weeks later, it's like, I'm excited. I'm going to probably pay whatever it takes to go to all four games. And I think that's just proof of uh, while I think I have merit in not wanting to play them, it's proof as to why they're doing it and why it's a good move business-wise and for the game of basketball in the state of Kansas. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean – I'm excited. I think that's probably of the Kansas City games that I will have now been to. That one will end up being probably the best atmosphere. Um, Florida was pretty good um, back in the day. UNLV was was a great time. UNLV was um, really good. UNLV was really good. Um, I think this one will be 
a packed house. Um, I think it'll be a good time. I don't know. I I hope we can. I hope we can um, beat them. <laughs> well, and here, here's uh, my thing. Pretty bad I, right now, but I don't know. Well, th- this year it's just the exhibition. Whatever, I'll melt down when we lose that. Like I know me. I know myself well enough that even though I know it's an exhibition and I shouldn't, I'll probably melt down. But you know the. K-State, at least when you look at the recruiting classes, is on the rise. Wichita State not getting as good of a recruiting class, and they're having just as many folks transfer out. The only difference is is the folks transferring out from Wichita State, they're actually good, and they just hate Greg Marshall. So, I don't know. If we beat them, you know, all four times, I'm going to say, hey, yeah, let's sign up for another four. (laughs) I mean, I, I know myself well enough. As long as we beat them, I won't care. So yeah. I, I'm excited about that. And then – so I, I've come around. Um, but if we lose that first one, I'm going to just crawl in a hole. So Yeah, it's going to feel bad. It's going to feel gonna, bad. I've never, I've never been to Intrust. I might need to make a trip for that if I can. Yeah, so Intrust, I was there when we played West Virginia before they were in the conference. And it, it was a good atmosphere. Um, and I can't remember if Alabama was in, West, was in Wichita or Kansas City because that was another good – neutral site atmosphere. So I think it's going to be good. Um, the Intrust game, the game in Bramlage, and the game in Coke are all going to be in early December. The game in Kansas City will be during Christmas break, which, again, I think is a good spot to put it. I think December 22nd, I believe, is where it is. When, when K-State plays decent opponents and fans are jazzed about basketball, that's a really fun environment. So I'm looking forward to it. So this isn't in the outline, but I'm going to ask it anyways because K-State has a three-game series with Nebraska that was supposed to start this year. We'll see with COVID and college basketball what happens with that. I think it was supposed to be in Kansas City for the first one, then one in Lincoln, then one in Bramlage. We have this four-game series with Wichita State. Who would you like to see on future basketball schedules um, now that we have those two teams that we seemingly were trying to avoid scheduling, who would you like to see on schedules in the future? Basketball-wise? Yes. I wouldn't mind trying to play Missouri again. I always loved playing Missouri. They're super hateable every time. I feel like the the series is like almost dead even. Every game was always very entertaining. I think that that would be good, easy, would make sense. Um what about you? I'll try to think of someone else. Yeah, I, I think I think Missouri would be the most obvious one. Um, where that might kind of run into issues is because they they did sign that series with KU and then they yeah. play Illinois. So I don't know if they're looking to have, you know, three uh, non because they also have the Big Twelve SEC Challenge some years. So I don't know if they're trying to have that many games every year. But I think that would be a fun one. I wouldn't mind doing Colorado almost a, almost like a like-for-like like series is what we're doing in Wichita, do a game in Denver, do a game in Kansas City, and then do home arenas. Um, and then I, 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 think that's, I think that's really – I mean, maybe Creighton. Um, they're a Big East team, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of getting stuff more localized and getting more interest in games. Uh, especially if we're going to be good. I'm thinking we're going to suck this year, but after that I'm hoping we're good for like 10 straight years. 
um, and we won't have to play a bunch of SWAC teams. But I, I don't know. I'd like to see Missouri and Colorado again. I don't give two shits about playing A&M in basketball. So, um, at this point, Colorado and Missouri, get them back on the schedule, re-up with Nebraska, and as long as we beat Wichita State, keep playing them. So, that's kind of where I'm at with all those. I would agree. I mean, I think if we are going to – I'm excited about the Nebraska one. I think that'll be good. I would love to see them in football, but um, definitely Missouri is who I would want to play the most. I would like to have Colorado on just for the trip because I think that'd be great. Yeah, no, I. Anytime I, I, I can have an excuse to go to Denver or to Boulder, I would love to do that. But yep. no and other the, basketball teams really jump out at me. Yeah, I mean, outside of like the normal like big names, right. but those aren't going to happen. You have to for college basketball for. A, for a program like K-State, you need to have more regionalized, big-name schools if you're going to be doing stuff that's on campus. So we'll move on from that. Before we do, again, shout-out to sponsor Manscaped.com. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0, I had to I had to use it just this week. I did it in the shower because guess what? Waterproof. And it has 90-minute battery life, and it has this pretty cool USB charger. So I just have it presented almost like a trophy in my bathroom. Uh, just sitting there charging for the next time I need to mow down uh, all my manscaping regions. Also, I'm still using their body wash again. It is the best body wash I've ever had, and they have a ton of other awesome stuff out there. So use promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping. And guess what? I'll still do the free koozie. Show me what you ordered from manscaped.com, and I will send you a koozie. I so, got to plug their underwear. It's like the best underwear oh, I've ever yeah. had. It's so, incredibly soft. Uh, it's a little pricey, but uh, if you're going to get it, use the armchair for 20% off and free shipping, and it would be worth it to get one. Yeah, so when you said that, because the care package, it it was larges. I don't fit in the larges. I gave it to my brother. But you said that, and when I got the body wash, I ordered a pair of their boxer briefs as well. Wore them for the first time on Thursday. Like, that's they're they're game changers. Top Top notch. So especially with that 20% off, again, I – I think if you're in the market for some new boxer briefs, I think that's the way to go. Um, So last week, the Big 12 media did their preseason polls and awards. Um, Digital media days got moved down the road. Before we get into anything about it, how fucked up is it that the Big 12 decided, all right, no more of those Boscos, boys? I feel pretty betrayed. I mean, not even a shout, not even an email. Yeah, it let us know that you're going to throw us in the trash. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't I thought we were way better behaved last year at the actual media days than what we could have been. I understand yeah. it. We 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 make sure to tell everyone, "Hey, we're a fan podcast. We're not big J journalists." Like, yeah, we get some good interviews. We like to play around. We like to have a good time, but I I think they're taking out a little bit of anger on us and like the non-traditional media you know, cutting into all the old newspapers and the Big 12 is like, no, we're not going to have them fill out polls. We're not going to have them get to join the Zooms. Uh, nothing, nothing for the Boscos boys. And that hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings too. But I think next year when things calm down, hopefully, you know, we can get back in their good graces and be back in Arlington. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So we'll get into what was actually announced and. I will say uh, we're going to save any tried and true predictions for our prediction cast here in a couple weeks in August. But 
just some feelings of what came out. So the first thing, K-State had three guys on the all Big 12 list. So the first thing I'm going to ask, it was Hubert at uh, defensive end, Youngblood is the kick and punt returner, and Leonard's at fullback. So first off, what are your thoughts on those three guys specifically making it as first-teamers? Do you think they're deserving? Do you think any of those were reaches? What, what, what are your thoughts on those three? I think the Leonard's one is funny. It's kind of just like a cookie-cutter – like shout out to the position fullback like I guess uh Linners <laughs> I don't know but the other two makes complete sense to me I think Wyatt Hubert has all the potential in the world to be a first teamer and then you know Josh Youngblood was one of the best kick returners in the country last year so that makes sense for me too um I'm expecting him hopefully to have a similar year but um all three of them make sense to me yeah I agree with you um I, I don't. I wasn't surprised when I saw any of those three, especially since Leonard's was the postseason fullback last year. And I have a specific question about that later. So um, my next question, because I have one guy who I did think gets snubbed. Were there any guys that stood out to you? You're like, wow, he should have been on that first team list from K State. Yeah. Oh man, I can't say Malik because. He just wasn't healthy enough. I'm trying to think through our roster here. I mean, um, for me, backers. no. Right side of the ball, though. <laughs> A.J. Parker, probably. Yep. So, yeah. and here's my beef, because the Big 12 does it with DBs, so they don't break out cornerbacks, nickelbacks, yeah. safeties. Four of the dudes, I think there are five of them on there. I think four of the five were safeties. So – I think, and especially when you look at how good he was before he got hurt and how much of the elite secondary players in the Big 12 graduated, A.J. Parker was a legitimate snub for first-team All-Big 12. And he was going to be on my list if they would have given me a vote and weren't so rude and took it away. Yeah, I mean, shit, if you look at A.J.'s body of work, he's more than deserving. But I don't know, maybe the injury scared him away. I think it's kind of bullshit, though. But hey, we're little K-State. We're not going to get the respect. We're not like I said. They're they're going to do the cookie cutter easy stuff. I mean, that's what these things kind of are, anyways. And that's why let's see where we end up at the end of the year. That's why traditional media is dying right there. No one. We should be there exactly. It should just be a two man two man committee. So the next one, and you kind of touched on it, and I had this thought last year when Leonard's was named the All Conference. fullback so case and I, I don't know if you're aware of this but teams have to register players to be eligible for preseason and postseason awards so they registered Leonard's as a fullback not as a tight end or h-back or any of that type of stuff do you think that's just a move to get a guy on the first team just get an, an extra guy on there uh because I I mean here's the thing Anytime he was in the fullback, and again, fan probably has the numbers. I felt like 85, 90% of the time he was in the backfield, he shifted and motioned into a tight end or H-back position. He wasn't playing fullback. So I almost see this as like, hey, we're taking the easy way out to get someone on there. Doesn't that kind of cock block Jack Stanine and Mason Barta from getting preseason and postseason recognition? Possibly, but it does get K-State on the list. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so it's, it's doing it's, – it's serving its purpose. But 
I just think that I mean it's probably because he it's probably because he had more snaps than those two guys. I under I understand it, but I just think I, I don't know. It's a little unsavory, which is fine by me. Get as many guys on lists as possible, but you know he doesn't even play fullback. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's funny, but it is what it is. It is. And then the final thing we'll touch on with the actual first team uh, spot and awards, Chubba Hubbard, excuse me, from Oklahoma State, the Offensive Player of the Year, and Darius Stills from West Virginia, preseason Defensive Player of the Year. He's a defensive lineman. Um, Spencer Rattler is the newcomer of the year. Again, redshirt freshman, uh, Oklahoma, which he's a redshirt freshman. He was around last year. Should that really be considered a newcomer? I don't know. I don't know. Seems a little sketchy again to me. So here's my question to you. Uh, we didn't get a vote this year, but would you have voted differently than how the media went for offensive, defensive, and newcomer of the year? Maybe. I like their – I mean, I think I think Chuba, preseason offensive player of the year. That's, that's right. That works. Darius Stills, sure. No, I don't Huber. really have enough – I would have gone Hubert. I mean, best, maybe. Best defensive lineman in the Big 12. I would have gone Hubert. But I don't know. As far as, like, newcomer of the year, yeah, I feel like that's kind of lame. Um, yeah. I, again, like, there are some relatively high-profile transfers coming in. But, again, it's a quarterback. It's Oklahoma. I mean, he's probably going to end up on Heisman vote list just because that's what – that's what, you know – He's going to be it's, really good. Yeah, he's going to be good. I get it. Him. I just I, – I don't know how I feel about a redshirt freshman getting preseason newcomer of the year. But we'll move on. The preseason poll, and again, we'll give all of our exact pre, uh, predictions, one through ten at the prediction pod. But Oklahoma, number one. Oklahoma State, number two. Texas being number three. Texas did get some first-place votes. Iowa State 4, Baylor 5, TCU 6, Little Old K-State 7, West Virginia 8, Tech 9, KU was the uh, unanimous last place team. So, we'll, like I said, we'll do our full predictions later. Who do you think is too high? Who do you think is too low? And what are your exact thoughts of K-State at 7? Um, I think it's – I don't hate, like, this list top to bottom. I think I'm fine with putting Iowa State too high for being consistent with the brand. Um, I don't know. They're a talented team, though. It's one of these days they're going to win. And one of these days they're going to win nine games, and we're going to have to swallow that. But well, then we'll, then we'll just so point out not. how they've never won ten. They've won nine, like, twice, but they've never won ten. So. Yeah, we'll just shift the, we'll just shift <laughs> the goalposts a little bit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Baylor seems a little high. Um, First-year coach, fifth? I don't know. I mean, that seems – Lost a lot of, lot of dudes on defense, too. Um, uh, I mean, the bottom three, that's right. Us at seven, I think, like, personally, emotionally, it feels a little a little low. But also, when you look at it, it's probably fine. Um, I, anywhere from for like, third last year. Anywhere from, like, three to six is just kind of like anything can happen, I think. I think uh, the top two – clearly are separate, separated Texas. I don't know. I feel like they might feel a little snubbed at three, but I still don't think they're officially back yet. They haven't really proven that. Uh, they fell off last year a little bit. So I like it. I think I would move Baylor down a little bit and maybe swap K-State and TCU, put us 
in the five, six range instead of seven, but who the hell knows? I mean, there's so many big question marks on our offensive line and that's such an important part of not only the game, but our identity. So we could really struggle if we don't have any push next year. So I guess we'll see. Yep. We will. I, I, I think that Iowa state and Baylor both too high. I think K state too low. I want to say West Virginia too low because I like Neil Brown so much. Um, And then I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go back and forth a million times between now and our predictions episode, whether I'm going to have Oklahoma State or Texas at the two spot. So I agree with you. I don't think anything's too egregious. I'm going to say this right now, though, and this won't play well in our podcast, all that type of stuff. But if KU even had a quarterback that resembled being worthy of being a power five guy, I would be nervous because they are the only school that had two skill position players on the first team all Big 12. They had uh, that criminal at running back uh, as the first team running back, and then they had a wide receiver too. I think Parchment maybe. I don't know. I'll have to list in front of me. So I'm just glad that they might have the worst quarterback in the modern era starting for them, whoever it is. Still going to have a terrible line too. Yeah, you're correct. And their defense was shit last year. It's going to be shit this year too. But, I mean, I think Texas Tech is going to be really bad. So who knows? Who knows if uh, KU can get out of the cellar? Um, so we'll we'll uh, stay tuned. I, hope I they think don't. I, I, I I'm, they I'm in the stay same. in the cellar forever. Never. Yeah, might as well. Unless we could ever get Baylor back there. I just I hate Baylor. I there's a documentary that dropped like either on HBO or Showtime or something about how their basketball team. Uh, covered up that murder by one of their players and all the like. How did how did we as a as a universe allow Baylor to continue to exist over the last like 20, 30 years? It's a good question. I mean, what? it's why I it's why I hate Baylor by far more than anyone. Yeah, in, I, the, in the league. Uh, I mean, they're just a despicable like a despicable institution, and I feel like. They haven't really learned their lesson. Some some bad shit's going to come back around on the pendulum again for them, and they're going to probably skate by. It's crazy. I mean, the Big 12 should have just kicked them out. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they should have. the perfect opportunity and timing to do it. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so that sucks. I hate them, too. We'll move on. Again, just shout out to mybookie.ag. They're the name sponsor for the entire Armchair Media Network. Uh, Major League Baseball's back. The Royals got an extra innings win. Starting with a man on second, it was weird. Baseball is going to be super weird this year. So, hey, if you think you understand it, go bet it. MLS is back. The NBA is about to be back. NHL, all of it's back. Go over there and bet. And like I said at the top of the show, if you place a bet on the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Arsenal and send me a screen grab of it, we will send you a koozie. So the Boneheads, uh, you know, kind of failed us. Not a lot of questions. But like I said, it was okay. We had some other stuff to talk about. We're going to get into it now, though. Lazy Wayne Band asks, for conferences that are now announcing they're getting rid of non-conference schedules, how is that going to affect lower-tier schools? And will the Power 5 schools try to reschedule their Power 5 games? So I think we know uh, one of these things. It's going to possibly bankrupt some of the athletic departments of the smaller schools. I mean, this was a major 
revenue source for non-Power 5 schools playing those guaranteed games. I mean, I think the MAC was losing – their schools were losing like close to $15 million just because the Big Ten isn't playing non-conference games. So that's going to be crazy. Um, with the Power 5 schools, we've seen some, some of them reschedule. I think Notre Dame and Wisconsin have rescheduled. Um, some of them aren't. It's just going to be like, nope, sorry, we're not going to play. But I think some of that is still to be seen. Um, what do you think specifically about some of these small schools that are losing out on so much of that revenue? I mean, they're toast. <laughs> we're seeing where we are right now, even with Power 5 schools and how badly it's affecting their you know, budget and ability to stay afloat. Um, it's, it's not going to be good for them. I think a lot of them will crumble sadly yeah it's going to affect them very badly yeah they're going to have to be very creative with their finances and try to figure something out to get through this if if you're a you know a mac sunbelt any of these schools if you think that it's only going to be a one-year issue and that things will be as close to back to normal as they'll ever get in 2021 you got to do whatever you can if you want to keep playing football to have a you know, a Division One athletic department to make it through this year. Um, but, you know, you're going to need a smart AD. You're going to need some donors step up because it's going to be ugly. Yeah, I agree. Um, Power 5 schools, I could see rescheduling, um, obviously, because both teams kind of win. And, you know, you want – you jump through a bunch of hoops to make those <laughs> games happen anyway, so they're going to want to play those. Here's a I don't question. know when it's going to happen, but – Yeah, well, so I was going to say if – the SEC or Big 12, which both currently are, are forging ahead with 12-game schedules. We saw KU actually reschedule a game that got canceled uh, and moved to week zero. Oklahoma moved their game with Missouri State to week zero. Big 12 and SEC schools are carrying on like they're going to try to get all 12. But if one of those conferences <laughs> change things, do you even care to try to reschedule Vandy at home? Yes. We even have to destroy them. Even if it's 15 years down the line. No, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I want – I need them to suffer. I need them to suffer the wrath in Manhattan. They we're might probably going to lose to them. we probably lose might, to them again no, in K-State fashion. I hope It not. wouldn't be this year. They're, they're terrible this year, but god damn. <laughs> yeah, I do – the time we do play them again, it's, we're going to do something stupid. We're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. And they they, might, and it's be they might give up on athletics. Did you know they, they got rid of their athletics department, communications, and marketing departments and just folded them in with the university? So if we don't play Vandy this year, they might not have a football team in 10 years. So, yeah, we better – might have the last laugh, I guess, then. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, here's, here's a good one. Lazy Wayne Band, top six calls of K-State history, both sports. Now, what do we mean by this? So like, I'm, I took it as, like, media call. So I, I'm thinking of some okay. of the – Like announcer? The, yeah, I'm thinking okay. of, like, you know, verse uh, – uh, Zay, Zay, yeah, Zay, he's in shape, yeah, yeah, Jacob yeah. Poland. I'm thinking goodnight from the happiest place in the world, Manhattan, Kansas. Um, I love Musburger in uh, 2003 when he's, like, reluctantly saying all this shit that's happening for K-State because he was so pro-KU <laughs> and just – licking their ass the entire game and to hear him like kind of shift is very good and he's got a lot of great lines from that game the 03 title uh, yeah oh you you said ku i was like all right oh, yeah whatever oh yeah i don't think brent was on that one no that's a good one 
uh, Mitch Holtis, the uh, Moses line when we beat Oklahoma, Bill Moses Snyder, blah, blah, bondage Sooners, part the Red Sea. That's a good um, one. Uh, Greg Sharp when uh, David Allen punt return against Texas. That's a very good one. I uh, know it's a funny one, and it probably shouldn't make top six, but it was the Skylar Thompson to Isaiah Zuber touchdown late versus Iowa State uh, a few years ago. And Stan goes, Kansas State always beats Iowa State. And then he goes, yeah. I need to sit down because I think he was yeah. screaming so loud he's going to pass out. So that's a, that's a fun one. Um, trying to think if there's any other. Um. I'll throw Wyatt a bone, and I'll just say it's not in my top six, but his best is when Brandon Archer intercepts it on Bill's oh, yeah. last game and runs it back. That's That one's decent. Um, hmm. I was thinking that it was possibly ref calls, and it's like, that's tough. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to do that one. Yeah, we're not Iowa State fans. So that's how I um, took it. Yeah. I mean, we we had some good ones. I'm sure if we thought a little longer and harder – we could come up with more. How about folks tweet us in some of your best radio or TV calls of a K-State game. Uh, Dan Merker, I like this one. Uh, you can pick one K-State player to plug in college age version on next season's roster. Who do you choose and why? He wants football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. For women's basketball, I'm going with uh, Oldie, Nicole Oldie. That's what I was going to go because yeah. that's, I think she's that's, the our, that's our time. That's when yeah. I was like – Actually watching women's basketball consistently yeah. because we were good. Yeah, her, her and Wecker. Yeah, it, it's her, it has to be her or Wecker, but I think Oldie's the goat. So that's an easy one. So let's let's do football next. Football that's for this is. upcoming season. The, the questions, I mean, because you can go a couple different ways. Do you go with the best player ever, Michael Bishop, or do you say, hey – I because we like Skyler again. It was a another stupid week on K State Online where a lot of people decided they were going to start saying crazy stuff like Carson Kaufman and Grant Gregory were better than Skyler Thompson. Jesus which, Christ! Yes, what people a are fucking. Fun. But uh, now, the, there's a oh handful of folks out there that that just say no. We're not. We're not going to listen to people who actually get paid to evaluate quarterbacks. We're not going to listen to professionals I'm just going to look at their stats and because Skyler doesn't throw for a ton in two offenses that weren't built for him to throw uh, we hate him so it's stupid whatever um, but you could go Bishop because you know as much as I like Skyler Michael Bishop the greatest quarterback of all time quarterback most important position but then you look at the offensive line it's like okay maybe you take a guy like Dalton Reiser who at K-State when he was there he played basically all five positions on the offensive line you take a, a an elite defender like a uh, I don't know choose whoever you want Jordan Willis on the other side and have those two rushing at quarterbacks in the Big Twelve. Do you take you know Fada Fahey or some some just monster inside? Even Will Gary inside uh, to just take pressure off the outside. Do you go with Canty or Newman, another lockdown corner to be opposite of AJ Parker? Um, I could go a bunch of different ways, but I think at the end of the day, yeah, when, whenever it is college football, you take the best quarterback. So I'd take Michael Bishop. Uh, I know. I thought about this and I went through it basically in my head exactly how you just did. Um, and I'm trying to think 
but I wanted to, I want to ride with Skyler, you know, in his senior year. I want to see what he can do. I'm worried about our line, but is plugging one lineman in going to make enough of a difference? I don't know. I don't think, I think that would be a waste of a pick. Then you think about who is going to be, who's going to make the biggest impact on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know, maybe a lineman. I think it would be nice to have toss in another elite, like, defensive end because I think the line in college football is especially at the DN position is just can can wreak so much havoc and can make such a difference I think we're set decently at linebacker and I think we're set pretty decently in the defensive back department but one thing we are not set on we can't we still don't know if we're going to be able to consistently stretch the field offensively I think it's kind of a you could maybe find a better pick, but I'm going with Tyler Lockett and I'm going with the ability to always have an excellent wide receiver on the field that can beat you deep at any time to open up the run game. Cause we struggled with it so much last year when we could not pass, give me an elite wide receiver that is reliable added into that wide receiver room. And that's going to, I think that's going to make a world of difference offensively. And then we've got guys like, you know, Malik Knowles that I think, has the potential to be elite too, and he's going to be coming into his role next year. So if we could have a, a just absolute boss in the wide receiver room like uh, Tyler Lockett, I think that would help a lot. Yeah, All-American, I, I, I like that shout. Something we didn't even mention, running back, uh, having a guy like maybe – Yeah, I thought about that too, but it's like I want to see uh, what these boys can do. No, I agree. But and if it's by committee too, it's like I don't know if it's really worth it, like having Darren Sproles in there or – I was going to say Thomas. I was going to say like Daniel that. Thomas because we don't know what the offensive line is going to do. So you're going to have to be a guy yeah. who might have to, you know, take some hits. But no, I I, I agree. I, I I like your answer. I like your answer a lot. I probably like it better than mine. I was just suicidal sometimes last year watching us try to pass. Well, especially when Malik Knowles like, was he wasn't healthy. You didn't have any guys. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I agree with you. All right, so the next one, men's basketball. I think for for me it's easy. It's Michael Beasley. You it's take always Michael. Beasley. It's always Michael Beasley. It's because no one has ever been as good as Michael Beasley in the history of K State basketball. I know that's going to piss use, off some. We can old use Michael people. Beasley right now. I yeah, mean, and, and and especially he would be good in, for a in Bruce's system. Legit. Bruce's system. I mean, he could play the five or four because he likes to have your five be able to step out again. Led the country in rebounds. One of the top guys in point. Like. It's obviously him. It's obviously him. I mean, maybe second you could say Jacob Pullen, but he hates Bruce, so you don't even want that. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's obvious. I mean, Rodney Magruder might be my number two, but I think I think Michael yeah. Beasley is always number one. I, and I don't see a scenario where that changes in the next ten. I was going to say in ten years it's going to be Michael Beasley. In fifty years it's going to be Michael Beasley. It doesn't matter. I mean, he was he's so elite. Yeah, no, I agree. Old Man Rogers is asking again because he didn't answer last time. Uh, what is your EMA oh, yeah. alias? I don't know the first name. I want to rotate the first name every time, but my last name is going to be McDonald for sure. I was just laughing to myself, <laughs> just rotating names and introducing myself. as like, I mean, Michael McDonald was the funniest one to me because he's like 
<laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me, but I mean, it's so Donald funny. is a great last name, especially if it's an alias. And there's just a lot of there's a lot of good a lot of good names you can make with McDonald. I mean, Taco McDonald. I, I well, like I that. had Taco Alasana, so you couldn't use. I taco. could do any literally any name works. Darren McDonald, Terrence McDonald, uh, Kamal McDonald. DJ McDonald. I like that one. That's kind of a cool name, actually. That is good. AJ McDonald. Anytime I introduce myself, I'll have a different first name, but my last name's always McDonald. There you go. Uh, Old Man Rogers also asks, is there a certain food or drink that you will not touch post-COVID? No. Not for me. Yeah, not really. I've, I've had by a that time, it's like variety. Whatever. It's post-COVID. Yeah. yeah, also, like, post-COVID, post are we saying, like, a year from now, two years from now. I mean, I'm just eating. Like, yeah, nothing's changed about my eating habits. I've just not drank hardly at all. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. Prez04 asks, is Rick Moranis's Little Giants playbook slash game plan the best ever when it comes to designing for the personnel available? 100%. Like, he usually in those rags to riches stories like these kid movies it's like oh all of a sudden uh all the kids become great no they all suck throughout the entire movie and he just schemes the hell out of his brother and the cowboys it's all about the scheme all about the coach in that movie i've i have no memory of this movie i think i've seen it one time oh um, that's pretty is that good. the same movie where the kid throws a, a spiral of the toilet paper yeah, and, yeah yeah okay that's the only thing i remember from that so i'm gonna have to watch it and it's it's like a very so I can good, understand this question. It's 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 a good kids sports movie. So I think it's on Disney Plus. So shout out to good. Rick Moranis. That guy's oh, yes. elite. I mean, he's a, he's elite a actor who quit acting to like take care of his family. Yeah, because I think his wife got sick or something, and he just never came back. He's he's awesome. He's elite. Shout out to. So then the final question from C Schmidling, my guy. Uh, as of July twenty sixth. What are the chances fans are in the stands for football? I went about it like this. I think that there is an 80% chance we're going to have college football this season. I think there's going to be 80% chance. I think there is a 33.3333% chance that there are fans in the stands. So when you use math, that comes to 26.4%. That's what I'm going with. That's probably fair. I think it might be lower than that. I just – I don't know. I just feel like every every day it changes um, my confidence that we're going to have football at all. I think we're, they're going to force it. They're going to make it happen just because there's so much money at stake. But fans, man, I don't think that's going to happen. But I guess we'll find out. Throw a I number on be going. just for the hell of it. Ten percent. Ten percent. I think it's closer to zero. <laughs> so I just think it's not going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean – We'll see. I don't know either, but will you go if you can? If there's yes. a game that you can go I, to, I think I will. Um, but I, I reserve the you right be to close to anyone, that. anyways. Yeah, like you yeah. would be sitting close. To I people, would. So I, I would want matter. to know. I, I would like to know the plan. Um, so it's like, all right, I go. Where am I going to be sitting? Where's the closest person? Um, how strictly are they going to enforce masks? Um, I'd probably do my best not to use the restroom. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would have a mask. I'd probably, 
look into getting a better because I have cloth ones. Although, I mean, I, I'm not going to buy a surgical like one of those N6573 ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably not going to buy one of those, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just have a, I don't know. Maybe I'm part of the problem because if, if I'm going to get the, I, I, there's nothing in the world I love more than going to live sporting events. So yeah. I, well, I mean, if they let you in, then it's really not your fault, I guess. Yeah. But then I don't know. I, if I did it, I would just make sure I wore a mask and I did everything in my power to be as safe as possible. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think I, they're going to let people sit close to each other, anyways. No, I I don't either. I think I think I don't know. And also, it, it would depend. It a lot of the stuff would depend if they're saying only season ticket holders, and they're not allowing resale, and they're saying, "Hey, Scott, I know you paid the donation for the parking pass and for this seat, but you're going to have to sit up in the upper deck." Then I'd probably say no because and just have my tickets paid for next year because i mean yeah i i have a parking pass that's been the family forever that's a thousand dollar donation if i'm going to be and then the seats are like 340 bucks a piece if i'm gonna have to sit up in the you know northeast corner of the upper deck on the east side i no, i'm give me my money back or put it towards next year i'm not going to yeah not going to do that and then i i just kind of be sol trying to find a way in so uh. i don't i mean i wouldn't go i'm not going i'm just riding ride the wave of covid and watch it on hope i can watch some cats football on tv and yeah. if i can't then i guess i'll be back to the premier league in september yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have to become That's a baseball true. guy somewhat uh, I mean, there's still a lot of MLS going on. There is a lot of MLS, and I've enjoyed that. 10 p.m. I mean, tonight? What a yeah, that thing. sucks. I know. I'm going to have to schedule the tweet for this show because there's no way I'm going to – well, no, I have to work. But, yeah, I'm going to be a zombie tomorrow. But that's the end. We're just kind of rambling at this point. We love you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much. I mean, we're in August. Um, I think the next show is going <sighs> to be trivia. Grant will, def- like, defend his – I guess shared title, his split decision title. I don't know what we're calling it. It's not a, it's not a true championship belt because I had to go to overtime. But um, Grant is going to be sitting in the champion spot, and then uh, I think we know who the two people are, but I'm not going to announce it just in case it falls through. Then after that, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go forward as if there's going to be a football season. I think we're still going to try to have a repeat of Blitz Week. I think we're going to try to get Gene Taylor on Zoom. Um, might try to get Travis Tannehill to break down how he sees this season going. Um, we might have a dream fantasy road trip, but again, that got canceled because we don't even know what everyone's schedules is. Um, so we're going to keep going forward as if there's going to be an on-time football season unless we find out separately so or differently. So. That's all I got. We love you guys. Grant, uh, say whatever you want, and then uh, we'll be done. First of all, there is no asterisk asterisk by my win. I won fair and square, overtime or not. I won the game, and I am the sitting champion. So let that be known. I mean, 
Maybe I did bet like an idiot at the end, but <laughs> that's okay. I still won. I got the question right at the end. Um, wear your mask and meet me at the cafe. Sports Social Podcast Network.